in the name of the earth. Greeting, earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. All right, what's up, everybody? Jack Maloney here, Friendly Bounce, Hardwood Paroxysm Network, WNBA Podcast, Episode 5. I'm here with my guy, Zachary Bennett, as always. Zach, how's it going? I'm popping champagne over here. We made it through, uh, well, not through, <laughs> we made it to five episodes, but now we'll get through it, and then we'll pop more <laughs> champagne. It's a milestone, baby. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, as always, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com, at Friendly Bounce. Uh, you can follow me at Jack Have It All, and you can follow Zach at Zachary BD. Um, another quick plug over on Hardwood Paroxysm, we got the uh, the new Pod Centers is ready to go. Um, Jared Dubin set that up for uh, for us. It's got our podcast. It's got all the other HP Network basketball podcasts. A lot of great stuff over there. Um, it looks really really cool. So. You guys should what, all go check your, that out. What's your favorite Hardwood Paroxysm Basketball Network podcast? Uh, this one, obviously. It's it, not Biscast Ball. I like what Corbin Smith does at Biscast Ball, but this one's pretty good, too. <laughs> Shout out, Corbin. He's got a good show. Over and Back uh, is pretty good as well. Yeah, are they doing the top 50 players in basketball history right now? They are. I think that's what they're doing. They are indeed. Yeah, it's been fun. Alright, so, a few games tonight. Uh, let's jump into it. Chicago Sky versus New York Liberty, battle of the top two in the East. Uh, no Cappy Pondexter for the Sky, but um, yeah, why don't you just get into it, let us know what happened in that one. Yeah, the Sky played the Liberty, and the Sky dominated the Liberty by 22 points. Uh, behind Elena Deladon, who had 19. Allie quickly had 19 as well. Uh, Courtney Vandersloot actually led the Sky in scoring with 21 points. She hit all five of her three-point attempts. It was quite an easy win, rather. Not what you'd expect out of a, a yeah. matchup between the top two teams in the East. Um, I mean, Tina Charles had 17 points and eight rebounds, and Epiphany Prince had 10 points. But other than that, nobody... Uh, on the Liberty had double digits scoring. It was just a lackluster off, uh, offensive effort on that part on on the part of the Liberty. So it's you wonder if the playoff mindset has sank in and they're not entirely focused on you know, finishing out the season strong. But who's to say? Uh, I wasn't there. Uh, I know the Sky would need to win out and the Liberty would need to lose all their remaining games in order for the Sky to surpass Liberty and obtain the one seed. So uh, they are a step closer to doing that, Chicago is, but is it reality to think that that's going to happen? I'm not too sure. (laughs) So um, the other game tonight, while while you were away at, at work, is the Seattle Storm and the Tulsa Shock. The Shock defeated the Storm 85-67. The Storm aren't technically eliminated yet, although they're just about to be. Um, Odyssey Sims had 24 points. She hit 2 of 6 from the three-point line. She was 8 of 17 from the field overall. Uh, She got some help from Panette Peterson, Peterson, who shot 7 of 10 from the field and scored 17 points. Uh, Karima Christmas added 10, so... 
good win for the Tulsa. They've now won six in a row. Yeah. Tulsa's oh, on talked, fire. We talked about them being a streaky team. It was They lost the first one, won eight more, lost six in a row. It, up and down, up and down, up and down. So they're one of the intriguing teams um, come playoff time. But the matchup of the night, which just ended, um, it was last night if you're listening, now that it's Friday morning, was uh, the Los Angeles Sparks and uh, Washington Mystics. We've talked before about how the Mystics are really good against the West. They've only lost twice, maybe just once. Um, yeah, they had, they had lost once to a Western Conference team coming into this road trip. Uh, this was the final game of a three-game Western Conference road trip, and they lost all three. So. Oh, man, that's not how you do it. And this, <laughs> is, this is after the week before. They beat the Lynx twice. So yeah. It's, that uh, maybe, I mean, did you see anything worth concern? I know you were paying a little closer attention to that game than I was. I had some technical difficulties on this end. So I did see the end, though. Candace Parker, wow. Yeah, she, I mean, we've talked to, at length about her over the, the few shows so far and another incredible performance from her. Um, are, you, are, you, are you back on the stance that she could win MVP? <laughs> Because you were flopping on our last two <laughs> podcasts, especially the last one, and now you know she had a great game. <laughs> I'm I've always been on the stance that she should be in the discussion. She's not going to win because she hasn't played enough games. But yeah, she's one of the most valuable players. I mean, this is this was her fifteenth game, and she just tied uh, the league high for double doubles with twelve. Like she. She's only played half the season. She already has the most double-doubles in the league. Uh, she had 26, 11, and 6, and all sorts of fancy passes. Uh, she hit a nice turnaround to beat, not beat the buzzer at the third quarter, but like right at the end. Um, she had a huge block on Stephanie Dolson. She was just all and, over yeah, the place. After that block, um, she ran the floor and then got an and-one play yeah. on the other end. Yep. Then she flexed on everybody. Yeah, it was. I mean, that was a, a really exciting game that came down to the wire. It was within a few possessions. Um, yeah, it was. Um, Washington was up 15 in the second quarter. It, oh damn! It was looking, looking like they were going to take care of business, and then the, the spark started battling back. Um, Naka Gumuke, um, it was her first game back. I believe she missed the last six. Or seven games, I want to say, uh, dealing with a concussion, uh, concussion symptoms, um, and she is obviously a big, big factor for LA coming down the stretch into the playoffs. Because if you have her back, you know they're a dangerous team once you have Parker. But if you add, if you add a Gumuke, that's huge. Uh, she had she had 22 and nine tonight, uh, three offensive rebounds, which is big, um, and mostly just. She takes some pressure and focus off of Parker in that when Parker's out there by her, not by herself, but without uh, a Gumwake, teams can sort of focus in on Parker and and send extra help, which you can't do with a Gumwake back. And so that's, that's a huge return for Los Angeles, and she was vital tonight. Um, but yeah, so the Sparks battled back, Parker leading the way, and then the Sparks were up like seven or eight in the last minute or so and almost choked it away. Washington um, 
Emma Mieseman hit a three. Uh, Ivory Lada got fouled on a three-pointer and made all her free throws. Uh, the Sparks missed a couple free throws, but uh, they ended up holding on. And so... Go ahead. Yeah, so there, with with uh, the Storm's loss, like you said earlier, to the Shock, uh, LA's magic number is two. And so that's a combination of Los Angeles wins and Seattle losses. Um, if any of those add up to two, the Sparks are in the playoffs. And I believe both have four games left. Uh, no, the Sparks have the Sparks have three, and uh, Seattle has four. Yeah, and two of Seattle's are against the Lynx, if we yeah. talked about before. It's a home and away series, which will be tough to split, let alone win both. Right. Um, yeah, it looked like Washington played well. I mean, Ivory Latta was 5-19 from the field. She scored 18, but not as efficiently as uh, I'm sure Washington would have preferred. Um, but they had six players in double digits. They scored nine. I mean, when you score 91 points and lose, that's a crappy <laughs> way to lose. But you scored 91 points. There's something to be hang your head on. Um, I wanted to ask you, Washington made a bucket and was down one, but it was less than a second left. And then a Washington player fouled a Los Angeles player with less than a second left. And the, the coach, you, you put a, a vine on the Friendly Bounce Twitter account of the coach's sort of astonishment at what just happened. Do you know what happened? I, yeah. I was flipping in and out of things. Yeah, well, I mean, so... Like I said, the the shock almost or not the shock, the sparks almost choked it away, in that they were winning, um, they were winning like eighty nine, eighty three with like twenty seconds left. Um, Emma Mieseman hit a three. Um, the sparks only made one free throw. Ivory Lada came down, got fouled, made all three of her free throws. So then it's a one point game. Uh, the Sparks hit two free throws to make it 92-89 with 11 seconds left. So now Washington's got a chance to tie. Um, Ivory Latta misses a three-pointer, but there's still like three seconds left, and Washington gets the offensive rebound. Um, but instead of trying to kick it out, uh, okay. instead of trying to kick it out, uh, Miesman just put it right back in. I, and it's probably just instinct. Um, yeah. But there wasn't enough time left to get a foul and like a full court heave, she would have been better off trying to just kick it out for a three or dribble it out herself. And so yeah, the coach, the coach has just put his hands in his, put his hands in his face and just shaking his head, just sort of like, what are you doing? But I, I mean, that's a tough situation. It's just instinct when you catch the ball right under the basket and no one's near you. You just, oh, I'm just gonna put it in. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean the. On the live access, the WNBA live access, the Sparks broadcast was, you know, it was like an unforgivable mistake, <laughs> according to them. And it, it's, you know, it's a basketball player who right. got an offensive rebound and put the ball back in the hole, as they've probably practiced a million times. So um, that's, uh, yeah, it's an unfortunate way to lose, but what you really just got to move on. You can't, uh, can't blame Miesemann. Yeah. She's a great player. And I, does her bat. In Washington, you know, it's a third straight loss for them. Um, but they're still going to make the playoffs. They're four up. It's actually a weird situation in the East. Um, 
So Connecticut is in fifth, and Atlanta is in sixth, but Connecticut has already been eliminated uh, from the playoffs, yet Washington huh. is still technically alive due to like games played, I believe. And so <laughs> it's weird seeing it's weird seeing like you look at the standings and Connecticut's in fifth, and then Atlanta's in last, but Connecticut's already been eliminated, and Atlanta is still still hanging around. Atlanta has four games left. Yeah. The other team. Connecticut only has three, and so like, technically, if if the Mystics lose their last four and Washington or and Atlanta wins their last four, I think Atlanta could sneak in. Well, yeah. At the next on Sunday, September 9th, Atlanta hosts Washington. Um, it, I mean, we can't. I don't think we can rule that out. We got. Washington plays in Atlanta on the 6th. That's Sunday. And then on Tuesday, they play Indiana at home. And Indiana is the second-ranked team in the East or third. Third, um, third now, yeah. And then, and then Friday, Washington is in New York taking on the Liberty, Oof. currently the best team in the WNBA. And then a home game against the Atlanta Dream rounds up the schedule. So they play wow. Atlanta twice. So Atlanta, Atlanta's got a shot. Atlanta's got a shot, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's the pile of a doo doo I'm stepping in. I'm I'm all in. I'm all in on it. Apparently, I'm all in on the dream making it. Well, well, let's. They got Washington at home on Sunday. Winnable. Uh, they got Los, They got Los Angeles at home on Wednesday. And that's that's they gonna got, be tough. They got Indiana at home on Friday. Those are all tough games, but they're home games. They're gonna have. They're going to have Dekebe Matumbo there. He's a big fan. Um, That's a win. And then and then they're in Washington on the 13th. So hopefully they'll win three games and make it interesting, and then we'll have a winner-take-all playoff on that the would, final day of the season. That would be pretty sweet. We need Shoney Shimmel in the playoffs. Yeah, that would be fine. And for, for Atlanta to do that after making that big trade and you know really mixing up the roster and you know, I I don't want to say they were tanking when they did that, but they, <laughs> you know, they, I don't know if they were expecting to make the move and then get in the playoffs, but hey, they put themselves in a situation to do that if that's what their intent was. So, um, any matchups this weekend uh, that you're gonna keep a close eye on? Most of the playoff pictures already set. Right. Um, well, the the fever fever links tomorrow should be. Should be pretty good. I have to work, so I won't be able to watch it. Um, but, I'll be there. But yeah, that that should be a pretty fun game. Um, I don't yeah, I don't know. Both teams have already clinched. Minnesota Minnesota still has home court for the NBA fi- or the WNBA finals to play for. Um, but they Correct. also have Waylands. Not a hundred percent. Simone Augustus probably isn't playing, so I don't know how. How seri- not that they're not going to take it seriously, but you know that's it might not be the game it would have been a few weeks ago. Uh, Shock Sparks on Sunday uh, should be pretty fun. Candace Parker, obviously, and then that the Shock I believe are only two. They're a game and a half back of Phoenix. Yeah, the Shock. So the Shock are a game and a half back of Phoenix. And if they could somehow snatch second place, would be huge, because they're 
like ten and five at home and only six and nine on the road. So that I mean that'd be a big big advantage for them to get the two home games in the first round. Um, but we'll see. That should still be a fun game. And then the Liberty play yeah. the Lynx uh, in a rematch of the other night's uh, game on Sunday. And that should that should be an important game for top seed overall, right? Yeah, they're, uh, the Lynx are one game back of New York currently. So depending on what happens with Indiana tomorrow, Minnesota could gain ground on New York that way. Um, if you want to look ahead at Tulsa's schedule, they have Los Angeles on Sunday. They're hosting San Antonio on Tuesday, so that's, that's a win. in theory a win. Yeah, um, San Antonio still has the, not won on the road. Yeah, yeah, we've mentioned that, and that was recently, right? That would have had to have been recently. Yeah, they're they're zero and fifteen still. Oh man. Um, oh, I thought you said they they won one. My bad. Oh no, um, no, no, they have no, they have not. As yes. You, You've described it. That situation has been a mess, has been your quote verbatim. Um, but then Tulsa has to play Chicago next Friday, and then they get Phoenix at home next Sunday, the last regular season home game in Tulsa, uh, before they depart. So they could catch a, a game on Phoenix there. But that'll be yeah. an interesting. That'll be an interesting race. Yeah, um, especially Phoenix is not the same. They are not the same team on the road. Um, likewise with the Shock, they're much better at home. Phoenix is twelve and four in Phoenix and six and nine on the road. So that's I mean that's a big that's a big deal if you can get the two home games. You know, they're likely gonna be playing each other. Um the way the playoffs are playing out. That's likely the first round matchup is Mercury Shock. And so yep. if the shock or I mean if whoever gets home court is gonna have a big advantage. Yeah, well, the Lynx are the only team in the West who have a Record above 500 on the road, and they're nine and seven. But Phoenix is six and nine, Tulsa six and nine, Los Angeles is five and ten. But you take that with a grain of salt because Candace Parker hasn't been around. Right. Uh, the Lynx did. You you mentioned the Wayland injury. They they don't know when to expect her back. They play that close to the chest. Obviously, right. it's a theme we've discovered. Uh, but on Wednesday, the Lynx signed uh, Kalana Green. And I don't know if you remember Kalana Green, but she's a 5'10 guard, so they added some depth at guard. But she played with Renee Montgomery and Maya Moore at the University of Connecticut. She was a senior um, in 2009 when they went 39-0 and and won a national championship. Okay. So now the Lynx, the Lynx have three of the top four scorers from that uh, UConn team in 2009 oh, that wow. went undefeated and won the national title. And the fourth leading scorer, or the... The second leading, the third leading scorer on that team was Tina Charles. So that wasn't a terrible team by, <laughs> any, by any means. Yeah, you got Maya Moore, Renee Montgomery, Tina Charles, and then Kalana Green. She uh, she had a cup of coffee in Washington. She was there for two seasons, but she sort of drifted in and out. I don't know too much about her, but um, Anna Cruz, Renee Montgomery, Kalana Green, and you know, that's pretty much. I mean, that's pretty much it. None of those players were with the team, were with the Lynx at the start of the season. Um, Anna Cruz was on the roster, but she missed the first nine games while playing with Spain at Eurobasket. So we think of the Lynx as like some powerhouse, yeah. which they have been, but most of their big three has been hurt, and now they're just trying to stay above water until right. the playoffs start. But they would like to get that um, top seed 
in the WNBA and have home court advantage throughout the playoffs, especially with tonight's game. It didn't look like New York seemed too concerned about it. Yeah, that um, I mean, obviously I didn't watch, but that that's an interesting interesting score in that they give eighty two points. I know Chicago is obviously the best the best offense in the league, but no Cappy Pondexter um is eighty two points is a lot to give up for for the Liberty. Um, obviously, yeah. I didn't watch, but that's a, that's an interesting yeah, I mean, score. You don't, you don't you don't know how many times Courtney Vandersloot's going to go five from five from the three point right, line. Yeah. she's a good shooter, but that's perfect. So that I mean, that could be the difference. Um, yeah, and Allie Quigley, another nineteen points. She's, you know, she had the game winner the other day, um, the game winning three. She had, you know, that's at least like the third time she's been up over fifteen points off the bench in the last like 10 days or so, you know, that's, that's a big lift for the, for the sky when they already got, you already have Elena and Cappy Pondex, you're going to work, you know, if you're getting 15 to 20 points from Quigley too, that's a, a really tough offense to stop. Yeah, that, and I mean, Tina Charles just did not, she didn't look good tonight, she was 2 of 14 at the half with five, with five points, so, um, she got 15 of her 17 in the or 12 of her 17 in the second half, but yeah, it was just a, it's a tough goal for her. Granted, Erica DeSouza makes it a little yeah. tough for her defensively. I mean, DeSouza is like six five. Yeah, she. I mean, she. That's why you, we can have the debates maybe another time, maybe right now. I don't know. Um, but when the Lynx, when the Lynx traded for. Uh, Sylvia Fowles, they got rid of Demiris Dantes and Rashonda Gray, and the way they're playing, and even the way Demiris Dantes was playing before the trade, it's, you step back and you go, well, why didn't Chicago just take, just take Rashonda Gray and Demiris Dantes? Like, why wasn't that the trade? But, yeah. Um, DeSoto's has worked out okay. She's an established veteran. And, yeah. Uh, they got to do the, the press conference, you know, after they made the trade, so it didn't seem like... Uh, it was a move that they didn't want to make. You know, they welcomed her as like this is an asset that we wanted, we coveted, and we're so happy to have her. Whereas you get Rashonda Gray and Dante, and you might not be able to pull off the same thing. The fans might not buy it. Yeah, it's understandable. All right. Well, you you have anything other, any other thoughts that you want to add? Otherwise, I think we'll we'll call it a show for tonight. A little shorter than usual, but it was pretty good. I think we'll probably talk again Sunday or Monday. Um, we'll recap the weekend's action. If there's anything to discuss, we still have to give away our friendly bounce awards for the season. Yeah. Um, but, no, I, uh, I guess I'm looking forward to the weekend and a couple big games for the Lynx. I'll be around. So, um, yeah, it'll be an exciting time around here. Maybe not so much throughout the remainder of the league. But, um, yeah, it's that's all I got. All right. Well, sounds good. Uh, once again, Hardwood Proxim Basketball Network, Friendly Bounce, WNBA Podcast, Episode 5. That was Zachary Bennett. I'm Jack Maloney. This is DJ Los Latino playing us out. Have a good Labor Day weekend, everybody. I claim this planet in the name of the Earth. Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio.